We are Grace Church International, a spirit-filled, multicultural, worshiping community. One church in two locations. Today's message is preached by Dr. Tony Alvarado. We pray that it reaches you no matter where you are and equips you to be a more developed Christian disciple. our Clayton Church and our headquarters church going from one church uh, uh, really being one church in two locations and Bishop and I have to go back and forth between the locations and so it, it's, it's a time and a season of transition but how many of you know transition is good because anything that's growing should be transitioning amen as a matter of fact I told the people earlier today whether you know it or not you and I are transitioning even while we're sitting in our seat we are getting older by the, just by sitting here. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, you transitioning right now. Amen. We're all transitioning. We all experience transitions. And so this text in Joshua chapter 1 is a transitional text. It is a transition from one leadership to another leadership. It's a transition from one era to another era. It's a transition from one season to another season. The book opens up with a commission for Joshua. They had been wilderness dwellers, and God was transitioning them to their promised land. There is always, beloved, a wilderness experience that will precede us making it to our destination or our promise. In fact, the problem with most of us is that um, we, we, we fail the test of the wilderness because we faint. And we become discouraged and some even complain and whine and cry and fall out, even fall into sin like the children, children of Israel did in the wilderness. And if we're not careful, we will abort our promise. The wilderness is a place where God gets to kill us. Hmm. It's a place where everything in me that is not like God, God gets to deal with in the wilderness. And if I'm able to handle how I handle my wilderness experience will determine how I handle my promised land. Amen? As a matter of fact, how I handle the wilderness will determine how soon I will enter into my promised land. Here we find a people on the brink of the promise that God had made them. God comes to Joshua, who is now graduating from uh, junior leadership into senior leadership. He is becoming the next leader of the nation of Israel. He was destined and trained to bring the people into the land that God had promised them a generation beforehand. God comes to Joshua with a pronouncement that Moses is dead. And he says in verse number one, Joshua chapter one, verse one, it happened after the death of of Moses that God begins to speak to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying to him, Moses is dead. Now it's time for you to get up and take these people beyond the wilderness into their promised land. It happens after the death of Moses. It was a commencement or a going forth to the next level. Joshua and the people now are ready to go into the promised land, but it could not happen until the dispensation of Moses was over. So God says, and 
it says, and after the death of Moses, God begins to speak to Joshua. Somebody say after. After is a transitional word. It is a an act, it is actually a preposition that functions as a modifier, usually expresses a spatial or a temporal relationship to whatever was there beforehand. In other words, where you are right now is just temporary. And what God is doing with you right now is my it, it might be a temporary state. I said to them earlier in the in the eight o'clock service, it's just like when you're flying, if you go through hard Hartsville Airport and you have to take a layover into another city on your way to your destination and to your promised land. Listen, when they check your bags, they don't check your bags to your layover. They check your bags to your destination. Come on now. See, your, your, your destiny is where you're going. Your layover is, your wilderness is just a layover. Where you are right now is not where God really is taking you, but it might be a layover. And if you die in your layover, you will miss your promise. You'll miss your destination. So your bags are checked to your destination because they believe that you're going to get there. <laughs> they know that you're going to get there. And even if your layover, even if you get delayed in your layover, eventually they believe that you're going to make it. And guess what? Even when you get delayed, sometimes your bags will make it there before you make it there. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes when, when there's bad weather or something comes up in between and you got to be laid over somewhere you're, uh, and, and, and you're, you're delayed and, and something's wrong with the plane or if it's bad weather, they'll put your bags on another plane and send your bags before you. And when you get there, you just got to go find your bags. I just came to tell somebody, even though a storm might be raging in your life right now, come on now, your bags have already made it to your destination. I feel like preaching just a little bit. But you look down your row and tell your neighbor, your destiny is already waiting on you. Come on. What God has promised you is already waiting on you. Come on. What God is doing in your life is already settled in the heavens. Can't nobody stop. No demon in hell can stop what God has for your life. All you got to do is get on the plane, baby. All you got to do is buckle up and get ready to go to the next level because what God has promised you is for you. Tell somebody, if what you're going through wasn't designed to kill you. It was designed to make you better. It was designed to make you stronger. It was designed to make you wiser. It was designed to take your faith to the, to the next level, designed to take your praise to the next level, because the truth of the matter is, you and I would not have the prayer life that we have had we not been what we've been through. Come on now. You and I wouldn't have the praise. Come on now that we have. You, would, you didn't know God was a healer until you were sick. You didn't know that he was a lawyer until you got in trouble. Come on now. You didn't know God can make a way until your back was up against the wall. You didn't know what God can do until you had to go through it. Come on now. Touch your neighbor and say, I had to take it. I had to go through it. I had to go by the way of the wilderness because he wanted to humble me and test me to see what was in my heart, whether or not I would keep his commandments. It was just a wilderness experience that God was taking them through. So he says, after the death of Moses, God begins to speak to Joshua. God had given it was about a 30-day span between the death of Moses and this, this pronouncement to Joshua. It was about a 30-day span where they were allowed to mourn the death of Moses. And then God comes to Joshua and says, okay, morning time is over. It's time to get up. 
That's what I came to tell somebody today that's transitioning. It's time for you to move forward. Come on now. He was saying to Joshua, in essence, it's time for you to emerge. It's time for you to come forth. How long you going to languish where you are? How long you going to uh, 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 wallow in pity and sorrow? How long are you going? Oh, yeah, come on. I'm coming for somebody that, that want to stay in your layover before you uh, pass your time. Come on now. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to go to the next level. It's time for you to do what God has called called you to do. You've been sitting on the sideline too long. It's time for you to get in the game, baby. It's time for you to do what God has called you to do. The period of mourning is over. Now, Joshua, it's time for you to go in and take the people to the promised land. It was one level of leadership for Moses was, was one type of leader. They, when they were in the wilderness, they needed Moses because Moses was uh, uh, the type of leader that could lead them through the wilderness to keep them encouraged and move them through. But when they got ready to go into the promised land, God called for Joshua because he needed a different kind of leader. He needed a different kind of leader because he recognized that when they got to the promised land that there were already enemies in the land. There were already giants in the land. Come on now. And he knew, he knew that when they got there, they were going to have to know how to dispossess the, 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 their enemies. They were going to have to know how to go in and take their promise. They was going to have to know how to go in and do what God called them to do and take it back. See, can I tell you something? What God has for you is worth fighting for. If your destiny is not worth fighting for, I wouldn't even go there. But can I tell you, when God makes a promise to you, it doesn't mean you ain't going to have to fight to get it. It doesn't mean you ain't going to have to fight to keep it. Come on now. Where are my fighters at? I need some fighters right here to raise up. Listen, listen. When, when God called Joshua, he knew that Joshua was already a warrior leader. He knew that Joshua had what it take to take them into the promised land. You remember when the Amalekites came up against the Israelites? The Bible says that that, that they were, uh, the Amalekites were prevailing over Israel. Joshua was in the valley fighting the enemy and Joshua noticed something, that every time Moses' hands went down, that the Amalekites would prevail. But when Moses' hands got up, they, Israel would prevail. And Joshua got a strategy because he was a warrior leader. He said, listen, I need a few of y'all. I'm going to stay down here and fight, but I need some of y'all to hold up the arms of the leader. Come on now. I'm going to stay down here in the battle and fight, but I need some of y'all to get up there and hold up the arms of the leader. And can I tell you something? In order for us to possess our promise, we need some fighters and we need somebody that know how to hold up the arms. Where are my fighters? I need some people that don't mind getting in a fight with the devil. I need some people that won't shrink back, that will go forward. And then I need some people that will know how to hold up the arms of the leader. Joshua was already trained to take them into the promised land. As they were getting ready to go over into the promised land, Onika, the Bible says that they, were, they came to the Jordan just as the Jordan was about to swell and they were, they were needing to go over. But listen, this wasn't the first time they had been in front of water. <laughs> this wasn't the first time that they had seen water before. Come on now. The Bible says, he told, he told Joshua, get up and take these people over this Jordan. And the Jordan was nothing compared to the Red Sea. And Joshua was like, you know what? I've seen this before. 
See, every now and then when you get in a fight with the devil, you ought to tell the devil, this ain't my first time at the rodeo. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I, this ain't my first time. Come on now. So you ought to tell the devil every now and then, I see you, devil. Come on now. I see you. I know what your game is. Come on now. Hey, this ain't the first time you've been up against the wall. Come on. This ain't the first time you needed God to come through. This ain't the first time you needed God to open a door. This ain't the first time you needed God to make a way. Where are my people that know that God has been there for you? Every now and then, when you get to a new journey, a new test in your journey, you got to pull back, pull, pull on the thing that you know God has already done for you. He said to Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot tread upon, that have I already given to you, that I have given to you. Even before they put their foot on the promised land, God had already given it to them. Even before they possessed it, even before they went there, God had already promised it. He said to, to, to Joshua, I want to encourage you because you're leading a people in transition. And when you're leading a people, when you're in transition, how many of you know you need encouragement? Come on. How many know you need encouragement when you're in transition? How many know that when you get in transition, you start asking God, where are you? You start wondering, has God forsaken you? What is God up to? What is God doing in my life? I'm in transition. I don't know what God is doing. Every now and then when you get in transition, you need to know that weeping might endure for a night. But joy is coming in the morning. You got to tell your stuff like all things work together for good. Come on now. For those that love God and called according to his purpose. For the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that God will reveal in us. We need to be encouraged. Look at somebody that look like they need to be encouraged and encourage them in the Lord. Come on. Just look at somebody that look like they need to be encouraged and tell them it's just transition, baby. It's just transition. It's just transition. It's just transition. So when we're in transition and when God has taken us to the next level, look at the three things. It's all in verse number five. Just take me to verse number five, Jim. Verse number five is all there. Everything that God promised them was in verse number five. He said to Joshua, he said to Joshua, he makes a promise to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not, come on, come on, Barbaritas, leave you. You know what? That, that'll just, the Bible will preach all by itself. Touch your neighbor and say, that's why I love that book. Come on. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, that's why I love that book. That's why I love it. And come on now. You know, when I was growing up, we sang a song called the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Come on. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B. Every now and then, you just need to get the book out and read it. Come on now. You ought to get the promises of God. Come on. The promises that he made you. And stand on the promises of God. He told, Mo, he told Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. The first thing he promised Joshua was divine protection. Everybody say divine protection. Come on, say it with me, divine protection. See, God promised Joshua that he would have victory over his enemies. <laughs> See, you, 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 you got to get this. He is getting ready to go. He hadn't even seen the enemy yet. He hadn't even seen the enemy yet. Yet God told him, I've already given you the victory. 
No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. There is nothing that can stand in the way of those who have God on their side. Come on, didn't the Bible tell us for if God is for us? Come on. Who shall be against us? God promised Joshua and the children of Israel a clear passage. And I came to tell you this morning, God has already cleared the way for you. God has already made a way. Come on now. He's already cleared the path. Come on. God promised him victory over his enemies. He tells Joshua, your enemies shall not make any headway against you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The psalmist declares it like this. By this, I know that the Lord is with me because he has not allowed my enemies to trample over me. Somebody ought to give God praise right now for victory. Come on. Do you really believe you got victory? Why don't you give him a victory praise right now? Come on, I'm telling you, God has already given you the victory. Before you went in the battle, you already got the victory. Come on. Before you got in trouble, God had already brought you out. Before you needed a way out, God had already given you a breakthrough. Come on, God has already given you victory over your enemy. Victory in your finances, victory with your job, victory with your children, victory in your mind. Come on now, touch your neighbor and say, victory is yours today. God had already given them victory. He promised Joshua that he would, that he promised Joshua divine protection. Then look what he said to him. He said, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. This is the second promise. The same way that I was with Moses, uh, Joshua, is the same way that I will be with you. And I'm sure Joshua could look back on Moses' life. Maybe Joshua, God reminded Joshua of when Moses stood before a burning bush. Come on now. And God and, and saw that it wasn't consumed. And God began to give Moses his assignment out of a burning bush. Maybe Joshua got a chance to think about the time when Moses led them uh, 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 through the wilderness or led them through the Red Sea and stood up in front of a, a wall of water and stretched out his staff over it and saw the waters part and the people walk through on dry land. Maybe uh, Joshua was just reminded of the time when they were wandering in the wilderness and God led them by a pillar of uh, uh, fire by night and a cloud by day and God rained down fresh manna from heaven on a daily basis. Come on now. He was reminding Joshua the same way that I provided for Moses is the same way that I'm going to provide for you. He promised him divine provision. Come on. And I came to prophesy to somebody around you that God is providing for you right now. Come on. Something, sometimes when you're in transition, you don't need a miracle. You need a memory. Come on. It's something about transition that if you are not careful, it will make you forget the God of your past. It will make you forget how God kept you last year. It'll make you forget how God brought you out before. But when you get in transition, you need to remember the same way he brought you through that, he'll bring you through this. Come on. The same way he brought you last year, he'll bring you this year. Every now and then, beloved, you need to look back over your life and determine that the same God, come on, that brought you out, come on, is the same God. I wonder, can we praise the same God right now? Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. He's the same God. Come on. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. He's the same God. 
that healed your body. Come on. He's the same God that made a way last year. He's the same God that brought you out last month. Come on. He's the same God. Every now and then in the life of this church, I told the people earlier today, I had to, God had to remind me, I'm the same God, come on, that kept you at St. Stephen's Lutheran Church on Covington Highway. I'm the same God that kept you at 4019A Glenwood Road and 3333 Covington Drive and 4000 Covington Highway and 6558 Fielder Road and 3434 Pleasantdale Road. I don't have to just remember when he brought me out here. He's the same God that kept me on the south side of Chicago at Ward Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, 4820 South Prairie Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. He's the same God that got on the airplane with me and brought me all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. He's the same God. Rehearse your own history. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got a history with him. Come on. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got a history with the God of the universe. Come on. Somebody give him praise for your history. Give him praise. Give him glory. Come on. Give him glory. He's the same God that kept your mama. He's the same God that kept your daddy. He's the same God that kept your grandmama. Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Now give him glory right now. I'm going to give you about three seconds to look back over your life. I said look back over your life. Look at the way that he made for you. Look at the doors that he opened for you. Now go on and give him a crazy praise. Look at the time when you thought you were going to lose your mind. He kept you in perfect peace. Come on, somebody. Give him glory. Give him honor. Shout yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. protection. He promised Joshua divine provision. Here's the last thing he said to Joshua. I'm going to let you go. He promised him divine presence. Finally, he says to Joshua, I will not leave you nor forsake you. He promised God assured Joshua of his abiding presence. 
What's interesting is when Moses was about to be taken up, you can play softly under this. Moses was about to be taken up. He called Joshua to the foot of the mountain. He told him in the text, Moses, in Deuteronomy, you'll find it in Deuteronomy 31 and 8. Moses is getting ready to go off the scene. He's going to transition off the scene. He calls Joshua, who has been his mentee, who he's trained for war. Trained him to take the people into the promised land. He told him, I got to leave you, but God will not leave you. He commended him to the presence of the Lord. Moses knew like the psalmist, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord shall take me up. See, there's nothing like being in the presence of God. Come on, do I have anybody to know it? As long as we have the presence of God moving and operating in our lives, we don't have anything to fear. God said to, Mo Moses, to Joshua, I'll never leave you. Folk might leave you. People might leave you. Friends will walk out on you. The government, y'all know it, will fail you. Leaders and people will let you down. I'll comfort you, he said. I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll be your defense. I'll be your healer. I got your back. Come on, somebody, and give God praise right now. There's nothing like, nothing like the presence of the Lord. The psalmist said, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, pleasures evermore. Let the people praise him. Come on, praise him, praise him. Come on, open your mouth and give him glory. This is important because we need to be reminded, we need to be reminded that God is the only one who will never leave us nor forsake us. Moses was ending his journey. Joshua was beginning his journey. Moses' work was ending and Joshua's work was beginning. But he says to Joshua, I'm not the one that'll be with you in the end. I'm only the one that leads you to the one who will take you through every transition that life has to offer you. This is important. Why? Because we need to know how to go to the rock. We need the presence of God. Not only at the beginning of a season, we need the presence of God when we are transitioning in seasons in our lives. For in order for one season to begin, another season has to end. We can't just walk with God at the beginning of the season we got to walk with God throughout because we need God's continual help we need him David said yea though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death I fear no evil for thou art with me come on somebody read y'all know it thy rod and thy staff. Come. 
God prepares a table. Come on, I, I wonder if anybody loved the word. A table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, thou anoints my head with oil. Somebody, come on, somebody go to the rock, come on. My cup runneth over. just that that the need if you if you say pastor everybody's standing if you say pastor I needed this word this word was for me today I'm in transition I'm in transition on my job I'm in transition in my home or my family or in ministry whatever whatever it is come on come to the altar I want us to I want us to pray for you now come on come on if that's you and you say pastor this word was for me this word was for me enemies trying to cause your heart to fear but I came to tell you don't fear God told Joshua later on in that conversation he said be strong and of good courage be strong and of good courage in verse number six for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Then he told them again in verse number seven, only be strong and very courageous. God knew that Joshua was going to have to fight when he get there. But he had already given him the battle plan. He had already given him assurance. Victory over his enemy. Protection, provision, presence of God. And I came to help somebody know this morning that God is with you. Come on, church, come on. God is with you. You ought to encourage these at this altar. God is with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I want to stretch it. Ministers and deacons, will y'all go through here and touch your hands? your hands on these while I pray for these that have come. These if this message has blessed you, join us as we seek to change lives by reaching and equipping people through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us on Facebook at Grace Church International, on Instagram at Grace Church INTL ATL, or on our website at www.gracechurchintl.org. If you would like to partner with us in our mission, you can donate on PayPal 
at www.paypal.me slash gracechurchintl on Cash App at dollar sign gracechurchintl or on our website at www.gracechurchintlatl.org slash giving. Now go in grace and the grace of God go with you.